You are listening to The Sauna Show, a podcast that explores new ways to combat modern life and reclaim your health and vitality. We connect you with real people who are doing epic things by their own design. My name is Sebastian Mirau and I am the co-CEO of Clearlight Saunas International and a passionate entrepreneur and health enthusiast as well. I'm sitting down with scientists, holistic health practitioners and change makers in the wellness space who are making an impact to talk about all things detox, health and happiness. Hey everyone, today we have Ashoka Hulahan on the show and Ashoka runs a wellness clinic called Quantum Uplift, actually just around the corner here in, in Byron. Hey Johannes, what are you doing? Hi Sebastian, thanks for having me here. Um, I'm excited to hear what Ashoka has to say. So be fascinating hearing actually how he combines you know latest technology into actually an holistic wellness or you know health concept and you know what you can actually do really on a, on a cellular level so uh, i'd love to hear actually what you found most, most interesting when talking with ashoka mm. yeah i visited him actually um before this interview and there were many different therapies but what what i took away uh one thing i took away was that he he used this uh, so super oxygen therapy which was athletes use you know so so you 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 uh, train with a lot of oxygen uh, for one moment, and then in the next moment, uh, uh, only a very little amount of ex oxygen is brought to your body, and then it changes backwards and forwards, and, and that does certain things to your cells. When I was talking to him about that, there's a transfer of knowledge from the pros, from the people that really want the best technology to the more general public like ourselves, much faster than it used to be. You know, all these secrets that, you know, like 30 years ago, no one knew what was going on. With the internet and and with with i think an easier way of accessing information in general the wider public takes all these i guess biohacking things uh and and makes it part of of their routine and, and their, their daily life and i think this is this is really really encouraging to see and it's exciting what what this technology can can bring to to someone's life so yeah thanks um thanks for that feedback johannes uh, let's dive right into it all right we have ashoka Hulahan today with us, the founder of Quantum Uplift, which is an often described uh, wellness center of the next generation. And um, his background actually is a uh, chemical engineer. And, you know, as Einstein said, you know, if you, can, if you can't explain a really complex uh, circumstance to a, to a four-year-old, then, you know, you, don't, you haven't understood it really properly. And, and I think There's a lot of truth in it, and when I think about the stuff that I really understand, it still is a different level to to bring it down to a level that I can explain it to everyone within a minute or so. Ashoka has that ability by being extremely brainy, being a, a chemical engineer, and has a big heart, of course, as well. And so he's, he's hugely interested in the metaphysics and in the quantum physics, which are all part of the foundation of his, of his center, his wellness center here in, in Byron. And, and he was diagnosed with a chronic health condition um, that, that sort of grounded him for over seven years. And um, he, he declined, did declined any use of pharmaceutical drugs and, you know, found basically his way to alternative medicine or let's say just other ones, because I think alternative is a little bit overused and not really alternative, it's just not the, the mainstream that people call the mainstream. I think the mainstream shifts a lot from... Um, I guess reactive medicine to more preventative medicine actually and just looking for peak performance and all of that at the same time as well. So he he has come a long way, learned a lot about all these different modalities that at the end he's absolutely happy and healed and can now share, share his knowledge and so it's actually a blessing that he was so ill <laughs> because I think otherwise the drive might have been not quite as strong to really figure out How can we actually help each each other with um, with new newer technologies or other technologies that are at the moment not necessarily in the core of our health system? So, yeah, Ashoka, welcome. <laughs> thank you, and thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, so excited to have you here, and it's so so nice that you're actually living in this area as well because I feel um, we're really hot spot in Australia, right, when it comes to all these different newer technologies or rediscovered technologies, huh? Yeah, I think Byron is this, uh, it's often described as a wellness destination. So yeah. people travel literally from around the world to come to, you know, where we live yeah. 
fortunately, and uh, to, for for their wellness journey. And you know, there's a, a there's a, a rich, diverse um, number of different practitioners here that can pretty much help everyone. I think. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Now we're really fortunate and besides it's an absolutely beautiful place to come to as well, which really helps with healing as well. Mm. Yeah. Um, so Ashoka, your, the Quantum Uplift um, Center is something that probably was in the making for quite some years. How did you get into the, this whole, all these different technologies and, and the different principles that you apply to, to help, help the body heal itself? Mm. Um, my journey into the wellness industry uh, I never saw it coming it wasn't something that I intellectually mapped out it's something that I just happened to find myself in through having to solve my own health challenge and I think you know my background was in chemical engineering so I've got a good understanding of you know physics chemistry maths and things like that that's created that foundation there but you know my what drove me to or, or what brings me to where we are today is the fact that I had a, um, a, a chronic condition for seven years, which was depression. Mm. And as part of that journey, um, I got I, in the, originally, I didn't know I had depression, you know, and I was in a lot of denial about depression and, you know, what coincided with depression was, um, an alcohol dependency. Um, I was at a rock bottom period in my life. I was like 10 kilos overweight. I was incredibly uh, sick because as going back a number of years, I had a really bad case of the flu uh, mm -hmm. and, and I was like really, really sick with the flu. And, you know, I went and saw my doctor and he said, well, look, we can give you drugs mm -hmm. for that or we can give you psychotherapy and none of those options really appealed to me. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I've always had a, a spiritual background and uh, I decided to go an alternate route to that, which for me, showed up as going and seeing an energy worker. Mm -hmm. And this is someone that works in the non-physical part of, of the body. And I went and saw this energy worker and uh, I she said, how can I help you? And I said, well, I know we've only got an hour, but <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm depressed, I've got an alcohol addiction, I'm overweight and I'm at rock bottom in my life. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, <laughs> what, what can you do? And sure enough, um, she put me on the table, did some energy work on me. And at the end of that session, um, I went home that night and for the, I just felt something lift. It was like my mm. head had come up out of the clouds. And for the first time in a long time, I experienced what it was like to think clearly again. Oh. Having had depression, it's like this fog that just, you know, we're, we're, we're sitting in. And it was literally a breath of fresh air. I was like, oh, my God, I forgot this is what it's like to, <laughs> you know, to think clearly. Um, then after that, something quite remarkable happened. Uh, I've always meditated, but whenever I meditated for the next week after that, I would have these huge downloads of energy that would rush through my body. And if anyone ever saw me during those meditations, uh, they'd probably think I was having like an epileptic fit. Wow. It, it was so intense, this energy that was rushing through me that my body would physically convulse. Yet on the inside, I was very calm, very serene, and, and I intuitively knew what was happening was a, a good thing <laughs> and I just had to let go and, and go with it. Yeah. And after a week, that stopped, those, those downloads stopped, but somehow through that process, I, I don't quite know how to explain it, but I received an upgrade as part of that process. And after that, I just had a heightened sense of awareness and when things would just leap out at me that were relevant for my healing journey, mm -hmm. And so I'd come across something on the, on the internet and it would really leap out at me. And one thing led to another and long story short, I, I imported these uh, two technologies to begin with, put, put them into my own house and um, that started me on my uplift journey. Yeah. Is that where the name comes from? That's where the name comes from, yeah. yeah. I think we've all been experienced downward spirals yeah. in our life. Mm. And, we, you know, we can turn them around and, and it's not... We don't have to get from point A to point Z. You know, there's B, C, D, E, F all along the way. And so it's, it's a journey and, and it starts by doing one thing positive mm. and that then leads to another, which you might think, oh, I'm feeling a bit more energised, I can yeah. change my diet. Yeah. I, I change my diet, you know, I can go to the gym or I yeah. can go and meditate or I can go and do Tai Chi. Or, or, and, and it's this journey that 
begins an upward spiral. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like falling in love. That really worked for me when I was a teenager. Suddenly, you know, I wanted to be good at school again and, you know, do all these amazing things, you know, get more exercise and because I'm in love. And yeah, I guess you have to find these, hmm, what are they? Escalators that, you know, topics, f feeling states that, that you want you want to catch and, and uplift yourself, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and one leads to the other, which leads to the other, and you string enough of them together, and before long you find yourself in a completely different place. Yeah, and so you found quite a few of those staircases and you put them all into one room or <laughs> into one building. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about, about the different uh, technologies that you have and you know maybe pick a few, because you know, I've, I've visited you and it was amazing the background that you gave me on those, and I think it would be really valuable for people just to get a little bit of the background. Um, what do you reckon? Biocharger, is that a good good one to start with? Or? Yeah, well, the two that I started with yeah. that uh, to help me on my journey to wellness from mm -mm. depression and alcoholism mm. uh, was uh, the biocharger and the oxygen therapy. Mm. And the biocharger, it really, uh, for, for people that you know, are not aware of it, it's, it is a next level technology well, it looks impressive to start with right like yeah. ju so ju just that, that that you guys get the picture so this is like like it's it's a tower that it, it sits on a podium but but the tower itself is about what like over half a meter high it has a lot of um uh, copper spirals around a, it a tesla coil in it right on yeah. you know for people who don't know what a tesla coil is look it up it's it's a it's an amazing piece of equipment and um it does a lot of good thing and it has a background that maybe we'll go into it a little bit, but it's it's massive books. Many books have been written about it by now. And um, so it's it's a really impressive piece of equipment and that helps to, to feel like, okay, this is serious. This will do something good for me. Yeah. yeah. So the biocharger is more based, it's wellness um, platform. It's more based in quantum physics than it is in biochemistry. And, and I think everyone can understand biochemistry because that's the prevailing medical um, mainstream that we're in is, you know, pharmaceutical or biochemistry based things um, in the whole. Mm -hmm. um, whereas not as many people are familiar with how we can use quantum physics to help us heal. And so the biocharger definitely falls into this category of quantum physics. Yeah. And, and for many, that's uh, a little bit of an abstract term or it's, a, it's, a, um, you know, it's quite a big subject. But I, I like to try and break it down and make it really simple for people because one of the key findings of, that quantum physicists find is when they go and look at the very building blocks of what makes up us as human beings mm -hmm. or even our reality for that matter, and that is the atom what they find inside that atom when they look at it is that it's made up of 99.999% empty space. And once people wrap their head around that concept that these atoms that make up us and make up all of our reality is made of 99.99% empty space, it, it's, it's a little bit of a conundrum because you think, well, you know, how come, you know, how do I exist in this physical world? But what those quantum physicists find in that empty space in the atom is energy. So the way I explain that to people is rather than saying we are made up of atoms and therefore mm. we are made up of 99.9% .9 empty space, what I prefer to say is we are also made up of energy. Which is voltage, right? Like, it's, it's, it, like energy can be sometimes understood as like, oh, this is a spiritual funny thing. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're talking about you have more the, the, um, the vocabulary of voltage and frequency versus what the doctor would say which is molecules and substance but you're basically saying well if you would go deeper into molecules and substance you end up with your vocabulary anyway right yeah energy <laughs> yeah energies and um can be a nebulous term but yeah. um in the, most people can relate to the fact that we're not just physical beings, we are energetic beings. And I guess that's the starting point to understanding the biocharger. Because once we accept that paradigm that we're not just physical beings, we are also energetic beings, it then makes complete sense that we can use energy to influence the part of us that's non-physical, the energetic mm. part of our beingness. And to put that into some context, many people can you know, relate to the fact that they can go to a chiropractor who can physically manipulate their body to improve their health. 
And once we accept that we're also energetic beings, it also means we can then use energy to manipulate our energy body to improve our health. Mm. And that's what the biocharger does. It uses three different types of subtle energies. They are electrodynamic energy or voltage, uh, which is produced through a Tesla coil. Uh, it's, uh, they use pulsed electromagnetic fields or frequencies. And this is often the rife technology that's built into it. And it also uses photonic light energy. And those three things combine to um, affect us at a, at, a, at a cellular level. And when people come in, we explain that in much greater detail. But uh, I guess the key concept of that is we can use energy to influence the energetic state of our being and we can use that to influence at a cellular level. And probably to take a step back, the foundation that quantum uh, uplift is built on is these three pillars. We're, we're very much focused on cellular rejuvenation. But in addition to that, we're also focused on cellular detoxification and also cellular upgrade. Mm. And the reason why we focus so much on cellular health is because a lot of the modern medical research points to that many chronic illnesses stem from some level of cellular dysfunction or metabolic dysfunction. So, you know, rather than focus on symptoms uh, or rather than focus on individual organs, what we focus on is we go as far upstream as we possibly can to the cells and even inside the cells, the mitochondria inside the cells, and we focus on how can we improve our cellular health with the view that if we can get our cells working more efficiently, more effectively, then the energy that they produce flows downstream to the body and influences our, you know, our organs, our tissues, our joints, and, and things like that. And it's really the body that has the innate intelligence to know how to heal ourselves. So we're very much focused on cellular rejuvenation, detoxification, and upgrading. And the biocharger uh, works a treat at doing that. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And and I can see how you treat more the foundation of the body and of the of the person when you go to the cells rather than treating an overall condition that is a result and is, you know, is a result of, of the foundation what happens on the foundation below. So if you don't go all the way down there, it's, it's a little bit like a farmer trying to to figure out um a disease of of, of the of the plants. If you don't have a good soil if you don't water your plants if they don't get a, get enough of the right weather and um, they will show symptoms but you know let's say like you know they have a particular pest on it you can take the pest off but the pest came there because there was a weak plant and i, I guess it's a little bit like that huh going into the cells yeah I, following with that uh, analogy you know the plant might show up with some um you know some tarnished leaves or mm. something like that and that's the symptom mm. but the root cause of it is down at the roots mm -hmm. and and it's at, at a at, at a level where you know the the plants are either taking in nutrients or conversely taking in toxins yeah and uh, you know when it comes time for cellular health um that's important you know our mm. cells they not only need the right nutrients but we also you know what is impacting a lot of cellular health are, are toxins yeah and uh, you know in the modern society that we live in today the toxins are uh, are abound and uh they impact our cellular functioning so the more we can detoxify our cells the more we're letting our cells do what they're designed to do mm -hmm. and and work properly and that's where you know our health comes from is from having fully functioning cells great yeah. and just another interesting point this you know we talked about um, toxins in the cells and nutrients but what's quite often missing uh, in the modern vocabulary is that cells also need voltage and this is coming back to the biocharger why it impacts us at a cellular level and a lot of this work comes from dr jerry tennant and uh, he's an ophthalmologist and uh, he had his own health journey but he through his research he discovered that healthy cells have a voltage of minus 25 millivolts. Okay. Minus is not a bad thing, it's just electrical convention. When they're electron donors, they get assigned a negative sign. If they're electron stealers, they get assigned a positive sign. So healthy cells have a voltage of minus 25 millivolts. But when our cells need to repair and replicate, which they're doing all the time, like for example, the uh, rods and cones in our eyes, those cells, they're being uh, replicated every 48 hours. Wow. The cells in the lining of your stomach, yeah. every three days, they're new cells. Uh, the skin that you're in now is six weeks old. In six weeks' time, you're going to be in a completely new skin. Okay? And so our, for our cells to undergo this process of repairing and replicating, they don't just need minus 25 millivolts, they need minus 50 millivolts. So they need mm. twice as much voltage. 
So what's often missing with the current view of cellular health, many people are familiar that it needs the right nutrients mm. and we need to get toxins out. Mm. But there's a third component and that is we need the right voltage because if we don't have the right voltage, then the cells don't have what they need to do their repair and replicating process. And the biocharger adds voltage to our cells. So that's something that is actually, from, even from a scientific point of view, really clearly understood if the right voltage is there. Actually, I've heard that mm, if you look into cancer cells, those are the cells that normally have not enough negative, like there, there is or not even cancer, but like if, if you look at cells that are not quite healthy and that create sort of unhealthy uh, replications of themselves when they split and that type of thing. There's a certain voltage level when you go below that, then you really see disease, eh? One of the common things you'll find across any chronic illness, if mm. you look at the cells, is they'll have low cellular voltage. So cancer, you mentioned, you know, uh, has a, a voltage of around about plus 25 millivolts. You know, healthy wow. cells, yes. minus 25 millivolts. Mm. And so as our cellular voltage drops, um, our acidity uh, increases. So there's a relationship between voltage and, and pH. In fact, voltage measures pH in solution. And so just as same our... Thing. It's yeah. the same thing. So if you take a <laughs> pH meter, yes. it'll often have two readings. It'll read pH, which is on a logarithmic scale between 1 and 14, mm -hmm. 0 and 14. And um, it'll also read out in millivolts. And so it just depends, which is a linear scale. Mm. So... As our cellular vault, most people are familiar with the concept that if we create an acidic environment in our body, that's an environment that you know, disease will mm. more likely flourish in. That's the same thing as voltage dropping because there's a direct correlation between voltage and pH. Mm. Okay? Mm. So when we use the biocharger, we're adding voltage into our cells, which also then increases the alkalinity of our cells and things like that. And our cells need voltage to work properly. Yeah. So you can actually stand in front of the biocharger or sit in front of it, have a session with it, and then your pH level of your body would actually have changed potentially? Is that as fast as it goes? Um, I've never actually measured the pH before and afterwards, yeah. but I've seen live red blood cell analysis of people before and afterwards, and yes. you can visually see um, before where their uh, cells uh, have a, a, a rulo effect where they're all stacked up to oh, on yes. top yeah, of each yeah, other. Yeah, because they lose their yeah. charge and so they all stick together. Mm. And that creates an environment for disease in the body because the cells, uh, the cell membranes, if they're all stuck together, they can't let nutrients in mm. and waste products mm. out. So I like to explain to people like this. If you had your home and you couldn't get any nutrients into your home and you couldn't take the trash out or the sewage out, it wouldn't be long before you're living in a toxic environment. Mm. And most people can relate to that quite well. Mm. It's the same for our cells. If, if they lose their voltage, they lose their electrical charge around the outside of the cells, they start to stick together. As they stick together, the surface area of the cell membrane becomes shorter, compromised. Mm -hmm. The cells can't let the nutrients in, they can't let the waste products out, so we have lower cellular functioning, and then that then lends, leads to disease. Mm. If we get voltage into the cells, they develop a positive electrical charge around the outside of the cell membrane, just like two positive magnets repel each other, positive electrical charges mm. repel each other, the cells start to operate far more independently, much higher surface area of the cell membrane, more efficient nutrients in, waste products out, better cellular functioning. Better cellular functioning, better you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And what you're saying there is something that we've heard from other guests in very different modalities, whether you have Chinese medicine that talks about the meridians and how they get to need to get unblocked because that's actually an electronic and information highway as well. We had people in talking about the earthing, you know, and what, what it actually does when you walk bare feet on, on the earth. And again, it, it talks about uptake of ions, which are negatively charged, and then they negatively charge the whole body. So it's, it's the same. Well, it's... It's, yeah, it's, it's the same topic, basically. Uh, and then I guess when we... Actually, infrared, the saunas do that too because they, they release um, ions as well, so they, they give you a, a negative charge there. And if I think about it, so that, that's one aspect of the biocharger. So you're in a, in a field that actually gives all the mitochondria, the, the, the core of the cell, that particular charge. But I remember you talking about Dr. Rees, wasn't it? Dr. Rife. The Rife, yeah. uh, also looking at what does it prevent happening in the body in terms of diseases when you use certain frequencies and electric um, um, what's, what's the word? Um, potentials? 
Can you speak a little bit to that? Because I found that's a, a great additional benefit, not only that we basically supercharge the, the body and, and really get it back to its normal negative voltage, but also that other other things can't necessarily live in our, us when that voltage exists, that negative one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so within the biocharger, there are three different types of uh, technologies. One is voltage that we've spoken about, which is produced through a Tesla coil. Mm. Uh, another one, it has actually a, um, uh, a multi-wave oscillator in there, and this is the work of um, uh, Dr. Lokowski. And um, it also has Rife frequencies in there. So a number of people are familiar with Rife. He's becoming more and more popular now, but he was in the 1920s. And he was a brilliant scientist, brilliant physician. And in fact, he was the first person that could see living viruses. Mm. And living viruses are, are very, very, very small. And what he did is he developed this thing called the universal microscope. And he was able to get that microscope to magnify up to 60,000 times. And that's a huge level of magnification For back the in the time. 1920s. Yeah. And today they've got the electron microscope that does magnify to that degree and more. But the challenge with today's microscope, the electron microscope, is it kills everything that it looks at because oh. it bombards them with photons. Yeah. Rife's uh, microscope, uh, he could see living viruses that are very, very small. And so what he did, and through his research, he found that every single virus, pathogen or bacteria has a certain, uh, what he termed, mortal oscillatory rate, which basically means a certain frequency that would kill it. And so what he would do is he'd isolate out these viruses, he'd put them under the slide under his microscope at high levels of magnification. He could see them flopping around living. And then he would painstakingly change the frequency that he bombarded them with until he could visibly observe them die. Mm -hmm. And when he saw them die, he said, okay, that frequency kills that virus and he would catalog it. And then he'd go on to do another one, another one, another one. He solved tuberculosis in the 1920s. Um, and uh, 1934, he went on to tackle cancer mm. and uh, he did a full clinical study, which was backed by the University of Southern California, mm -hmm. uh, USC in the States. Uh, the university put five other independent peer-reviewed doctors on the panel to mm -hmm. give the clinical trial objectivity to mm. oversee it. They gave him 16 stage four cancer patients and he cured 16 out of 16 in a little over three months just using frequency alone. Wow. No other interventions. Yes. And that was in 1934. Wow. And look, unfortunately, uh, yet today, very few people have heard of Dr. Rife. Mm. And, um, and without delving too much into his story, mm. suffice to say that um, he, he kind of pushed up against the mainstream medical establishment and, and unfortunately, um, uh, maybe the time wasn't right yeah. for, for that to um, come forth. And, but his work continued on. Um, he... He continued, well, and he met a bit of a demise. He, he ended up, um, uh, his life was crushed mm. through all of the challenges he As went through goes, trying to yeah. bring his technology out. Mm. And, um, uh, but his work continued underground and it con continues to this day. And there's this huge body of work, which is now called frequency medicine. And uh, frequencies have evolved where rather than just killing different viruses, pathogens, bacteria, they can yeah. be used to... Um, influence your mood or they can be used to influence your hormones and, and wow. things like this. So this is biophysics as opposed to biochemistry. So biochemistry works through two molecules, you know, colliding together and forming a chemical reaction. Mm. Whereas biophysics works more through the uh, interactions of energy. So um, an example for biophysics would be, what's a, what's a common, common medical like, would you use, um, I don't know, like oh, well, paracetamol it, or something like that? Or no, Well, that would be biochemistry, paracetamol, yeah, exactly. but like, uh, something like a, even an MRI, magnetic resonance imagery, that's using more biophysics. You know, that's using magnetic resonance and that's using imagery. Yeah. So that's an example of you know, f using physics and biophysics yes. and things like that. Mm. And so, yeah, it's, it's this whole ev emerging level of wellness and medicine is using energy as opposed to just chemistry. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's that's exciting, and, bo and both are equally important, and but, but each of them have you know their different places. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I think um, through w w whatever story we, we have experienced over the last fifty years or so, we've focused more on the physics, probably because it's easier to see as well and to measure, and and maybe it just got a little bit more dominant for whatever reason. 
Um, what I want to want to know is now if that is can be positive. Are there also frequencies that are not good for us? And you know, I have a few in mind that that I've you know that people would say definitely not good good for it. But would there be one that you know I don't know? You say there are really specific frequencies that kill influenza or, or certain certain things certain um, dis, um, tackle cancer cells as well. So would there be some that are actually not good for positive bacteria or for for the human? At I think there's um, at the moment there's a lot of concern about you know the 5G technology mm. that's mm. coming through and that's creating a lot of concern and, and you know there's a uh, I think there's a bunch of studies that are coming out that are probably confirming that um, I think it also uh, comes down to uh, the amount of exposure that you have to it and the intensity of it I think one of the challenges with 5G is it's just such a overwhelming technology that's being blasted on us 24-7 yeah. uh, as opposed to going and getting a therapeutic dose for a few, a few minutes. Yeah. You know, so uh, more is not always best. <laughs> and, and so, you know, 24-7 bombarded with just, yeah. you know, one particular frequency you know, you know, can distort our electromagnetic field because we emit an electromagnetic field. We're not just these physical beings. We're also these energetic beings and they've got instruments now that measure that they're called squid instruments it's an it's an acronym i can't quite pronounce what that acronym <laughs> stands for but uh up and that will measure our electromagnetic field up to 15 feet yeah and so you know this is no longer the um so-called hippie speak that we're energetic beings mm. uh, and you know they're, they're now showing through heart math organization that our mm. heart em em emits this electromagnetic field and so um with energy, if you bombard one field constantly 24-7 with a certain frequency or energy, it's going to distort that field. It's mm. going to create an interference pattern in that field. Mm. And, and I think that can then lead to you know, disease as opposed to using therapeutic where it's very specific and targeted and, and for you know, short periods of time. Right. Yeah, maybe we, you know, we have a technology in our infrared saunas to prevent um, the EMF and the, the ELF uh, so magnetic and electronic to come through our heaters. So basically, they're they're shielded, they're grounded, so that the person sits in a, in a space where where there's not that frequency. Mm -hmm. And I've been thinking, you know, at one stage, especially in, when you're in cities and you see all the Wi-Fi surrounded, maybe we should actually kit out our saunas completely, so that it's actually sort of like a a cell where where nothing comes from outside. It's it doesn't feel natural either. But I've seen wallpapers built like that, so that you actually take this frequency down. On the other hand. Why not using frequency that is actually healing for this transmission anyway? Just imagine if 5G would be actually one that is just anti-flu 5G. <laughs> well, you know, like, would it be possible? Maybe it is, maybe not. Maybe the curve is not quite right. But I've heard people saying, look, you know, we chose a particular band to transmit for, for um, mobile phones but, and, and for um, just electricity. But there would have been actually options that would have been less harmful to the... the, the uh, field of, of the body mm. Yeah, mm. quite possibly yes and it's it's an emerging um, science so we'll see what comes if someone can come up with a, uh, a healthy version of yeah. uh, 5G that would be amazing <laughs> exciting yeah. the yeah. future is bright and yeah if people want to learn more about um, the biocharger in particular I know you have a lot of really informative uh, information including videos as well on your website on the quantum Lift uplift website and uh, yeah really recommend to, to check that out for sure should we, should we look uh, at a different technology? Uh, sure. Um, I guess we've got a number in there. Uh, oxygen, that was the second one that I actually came across. And yeah. we call this super oxygen saturation therapy. Mm -hmm. And again, this works at a cellular level. And uh, I love this therapy. I think you've tried it. Mm, and, and, you know, <laughs> it's something that I always get off the oxygen feeling so much better than when I got on it. Mm. And there's a reason why we can go months without food, uh, days without water, minutes without oxygen. You know, it is oh. that vital to our survival. And um, the way the super oxygen saturation therapy works, as the name implies, it super saturates all of our cells, you know, the 100 trillion odd cells in our bodies with up to four times more oxygen or 400% more oxygen than what they normally get. Mm. And oxygen is required by uh, our cells or our mitochondria within our cells to produce their biological energy, which is called ATP. And so 
um, the way the super oxygen saturation therapy works is uh, we have some oxygen concentrators and they pump 85% oxygen into a, a, a big bag, a reservoir. We connect to that reservoir via a hose and a breathing mask and we do some exercise, either treadmill or bike or sitting down, lifting weights, whatever the body's capable mm. of doing. The purpose of the exercise is to get elevated heart rate or flow rate of blood because our blood is uh, you know, roughly 90% water, blood plasma, plus it's got red blood cells and the um, you know, blood's a liquid. And the higher the flow rate of the liquid, the more oxygen, which is a gas, will dissolve into that liquid. And so we do some exercise to uh, increase the oxygenation of our, of our blood and to uh, supersaturate our blood uh, with that enriched oxygen. But after we've done that for about five minutes, oh, and the reason why we do that, by the way, is because oxygen is a very potent anti-inflammatory. And so, you know, it doesn't matter what the chronic illness is these days. As we age, we all tend to seem to build up this systemic low-level inflammation in our cells and mm. in our body that just keeps creeping up and creeping up and creeping up. And, it, you know, it's kind of a bit like the frog in the pot. You know, the, the, you've heard that analogy. You put a, a frog in a cold pot and you slowly heat it up, it won't jump out. Mm. But you put it into a hot pot, it leaps straight back out. Yeah. And we have this inflammation that systemically just builds and builds and builds throughout our life. And eventually it gets to a point where it shows up in some form of a chronic illness. And you can name any chronic illness that you like and, and inflammation is a precursor to just about all of them. And so oxygen, is, it's a potent anti-inflammatory. And particularly within our cardiovascular network, it's a very potent anti-inflammatory. takes inflammation out of the body, out of the cardiovascular network. And so after we've saturated the body with oxygen... We then uh, we flick a switch and we deprive it of oxygen. We start breathing from a second reservoir that only has 14% oxygen. And what this does, it simulates training at altitude. So as we go higher into the mountains, the air gets thinner, there's less oxygen, mm. everything's more challenging for the body. And your brain or everyone's brain uses about 20% of their body's oxygen demands. So we go from sea level to about 11,000 feet in one second. We flick this switch <laughs> and it's not as intense as it sounds, but your brain quickly recognises it's in a different environment. It's in a low oxygen environment. So what the brain does, it um, signals to the body to adapt to this environment and to become more efficient in how it uses mm. oxygen because there's not as much there. And the way it signals to the body, it signals for the heart rate to go up, it signals for the cardiovascular network to dilate and um, it signals to to our skeletal system to produce some more red blood cells. But the main thing we're looking for in there is the cardiovascular network to dilate because when we get inflammation in the cardiovascular network and, and particularly the capillaries, which are those fine hair-like veins that deliver oxygen to all of our cells and mm -hmm. tissues, what happens is the diameter of those capillaries gets choked at the venous end of it and it doesn't allow oxygen to get through to the cells. And when that happens, our cells... Instead of using oxygen to burn glucose to produce energy, they switch to operating and they ferment glucose to produce energy, which cellular energy is measured in as ATP. And when they, and this is an anaerobic pathway that they're yes. using, and when they operate anaerobically without oxygen, they'll only produce two units of ATP, cellular energy, and a whole bunch of lactate or lactic acid, which makes us feel stiff and sore. If we can get them to dilate and open up, which was what happens at altitude, and get oxygen through, they switch their mechanism back to operating aerobically. And when cells use oxygen to burn glucose, they produce 38 units of ATP wow. and drains lactic acid. And this is why the experience of most people when they come off the oxygen therapy is they feel more energized, more alert, because we've all got these pockets of inflammation in our body which is called, and, and uh, areas of low oxygen in our cells, which mm. is called hypoxia. And if we can reverse the hypoxia, those cells, instead of producing two units of ATP, switch back to producing 38 units of ATP. So it's like having a car that we knew went faster when we were younger. You know, we're getting 38 miles to the gallon. And over time, parts of it, you know, it's only getting two miles to the gallon and it's not going as efficiently. And the super oxygen saturation therapy has a way of reversing that, getting, getting us back to, you know, operating more efficiently, producing, you know, in the analogy, 38 miles to the gallon again with our energy. Right. I, I guess the body probably has a way to, just by breathing better, already to increase 
decrease to certain certain level and bring more oxygen into the into the body right I, that's just my feeling and and thinking about it if if something really emotionally challenging or when i'm really retired i don't breathe properly and i know that i don't have much energy and when someone actually said all right now breathe properly just breathe for a couple of moments it brings it back in right yeah absolutely absolutely you're right and quite often we get stuck into shallow breathing and we don't breathe fully throughout our body so yeah. we're into into shallow breathing and yeah we're not oxygenating ourselves as much and you know in one level that's one of the benefits of why exercise is so good for us it really yeah, makes right. us breathe heavily and breathe in oxygen yeah. or you know yoga and you know pranayamas and things like that the Wim, uh, Wim Hof, Hof method Wim yeah. Hof is you know Wim Hof is kind of using that similar mechanism where you know it's it's trying to deprive people of oxygen through um, you know holding breath and things like that and then you know and then fully oxygenating the body I guess what the technology that we have does is it does that to a much greater degree. Yeah. And so it uses some technology and altitude to limit the amount of oxygen that the cells get and then it floods it with four times more oxygen. And, yeah. and this is kind of part of the secret sauce, I guess, because normal, no matter how hard you breathe with doing normal breathing exercises, you're only going to breathe in 21% oxygen versus on the super oxygen saturation therapy, you're breathing in 85% oxygen. Wow. And that's why exercise is easier you know so sometimes if we're out of shape and we, we don't really feel like exercising and the thought of it's you know really hard if you exercise with four times more oxygen you're going to find that process a lot easier because your cells are going to recover four times more faster wow so in, in a sense i could come in every morning to your to your clinic and um have a session uh with with hypersaturated um what what would you call it like um the air hypersaturated with oxygen and um, it would reduce the inflammation because of what you were explaining. And as I keep going every day with that, I would see an effect even if I may, may not change anything else in my life. You will definitely, see, you will definitely see some changes happen in your life. And um, <laughs> as I said, even within one session, uh, most people notice a difference between when they start the session and when they get off at the end of the session did, in terms yeah. of their energy. It also pushes up to four times more oxygen across your blood-brain barrier. And so it gives you a cognitive enhancement, a cognitive lift, because yeah. our brains just work much better when they're fully oxygenated. We think more clearly. And this is one of the things that helped bring me out of depression. You know, I was using the biocharger. I was increasing the voltage in my body. I was then uh, supersaturating it with oxygen. And you, you increase the voltage, you increase the oxygen to your cells. They just work better. Therefore, you work better. So plants create oxygen. And um, I would expect that around plants and, and in a forest, there's more oxygen than maybe in, in a city. So would you say that there's certainly a benefit for people, beside many other relaxation benefits and what have you, um, for getting out of environments that, that don't have oxygen-producing plants in it and actually go into more pristine natural? So, so that alone would be a good, good way to, to look after your body? Absolutely. And, you know, this is something that... Um, I loved, you know, we've got this super oxygen saturation therapy in our clinic and I love it. But, you know, on a weekend, I love going to the rainforest that we have close by here, you know, Mount Warning or any of the national parks yes. and just being in the rainforest and just, you know, breathing deeply in that mm. rainforest and, and that, uh, you know, those negative ions and mm. things like that where there's, you know, waterfalls and, and trickling water. And so... Yeah, there, there are many, many, many natural ways that we can do this. But the, the key concept is uh, our cells need oxygen. And the more we can super oxygenate them, we can um, you know, produce more energy in our cells. I guess the difference with what we use with the technology, this is getting into this field of biohacking, mm -hmm. where we're actually deliberately triggering a physiological response in the body as a way of getting more oxygen in than what we would normally do no matter mm. where we were. So even if we're in the rain, which is a wonderful thing to do and we should do that as much as we possibly can, <laughs> absolutely. Yep. Um, but by, by, by depriving the body of oxygen and making your cardiovascular network open up and expand mm. and then flooding it with four times more oxygen than what it normally mm. gets and then depriving it and then flooding it and then depriving it and flooding it. This is, the this is the biohacking mechanism that gets us super oxygenated and it gives us an upgrade that, that we, just, wow. we just work better. Yeah. And, and this is, you know, originally what, where this technology came from was 
and uh, back in 1970s, the East German Dr. von Arden, mm. the East Germans had to, they didn't have a big pharmaceutical industry. So they had to come up with cheap and effective ways to help improve the, you know, <laughs> their, their health. And so Dr. von Arden uh, was tasked with, uh, you know, finding ways to do that. And he used uh, exercise with oxygen therapy. So it started off being called EWOT, which, which is an acronym, which stands for exercise with oxygen therapy. He's done this incredible body of work showing all the scientific benefits of that. Uh, by the way, when he incorporates that with sauna, what he's, he's done this work with oxygenating the body and then including that with sauna, it has a way of dumping oxygen into the cells because the oxygen, uh, how it attaches to the hemoglobin is temperature sensitive. So when you're combining oxygen with sauna, you know, you get this uh, another great effect with that as well. Just yeah. on that also, um, he wouldn't have done that with infrared saunas, but I know infrared saunas um, create something that's called vessel dilation, which really opens up the, the, all the pathways, all the, all the uh, vessels so much more and, and takes trash out, if we were say, you know, and bring nutrients to the cells. But that would be also true for oxygen. There would also be so much more brought to, to the cells because of it. Yeah, and because we're creating, we are creating vasodilation, that's exactly what we're doing. We're through uh, altitude, we're creating vasodilation. Yeah. And uh, it's making the body, you know, open up and those vessels open up, which, yes, does get the oxygen through and enriches it. And then that starts that process of detoxification, yeah. Yeah. which... You know, that's people need to be mindful of that. Is they can get some mild detox effects when they do this because it does. When your cells, you know, are depleted of oxygen, they're not working that well. Uh, they build up metabolic waste, mm. and when we start to open up these channels, flood them with oxygen. The very first thing they do is they they clean house and they mm. can dump some of that metabolic waste. So what that means is some people can get some mild detox effects when they come and do the super oxygen saturation therapy for the first one or two times, but uh, this happens to about fifteen percent of people. But um, after that, they have this real uplift of energy and, and clearer focus and things like that. Mm. So, um, yeah, this biohacking, you know, it's, it, it's a, uh, I guess, a common term right now. But mm. what it means is we can use technology to radically improve our health. Mm. And, um, and, and the, what I like about it so much is that it's drug-free, it's non-toxic, no side effects mm. and it just makes you perform better. Yep. And I think the more things we can do that fit into that category, you know, uh, of being, you know, just drug-free, non-toxic, no side effects, mm. then the better our health will be, yeah. Yeah, and I think there's a new movement definitely for going to this, to th these upgrades and, and th these ways of, of, of living a more enriched life and a healthier life way earlier than when, when something is wrong with the body. It does help to get sick, as, as we know about yourself, you know, otherwise you might have not taken that path. And I know for myself that was similar, not, not as extreme as your, your case, but definitely gets you off the couch <laughs> to do something. But it feels like the younger generation just is inspired by health and, and, and well-being and, and vibrancy and, and the biohacking field is, is, uh, and community. It's a great one because people just understand that there is a way smarter and faster way to protect yourself from certain things and that includes, includes actually viruses and you know it's, it's a quite a topical thing at the moment it would be actually great just to touch touch base on the principles of like why viruses attack us and what you can do about it because similar to a computer a virus doesn't exist without the computer mm. and in, in our case that would be our our house, our, our body, I guess, that is needed actually for the virus to, to exist. So do you have a little bit of a um, way to look at it more from the electrical, you know, bio, bio um, what would you say, um, sort of the frequency and, and, and electrical side of things rather than from the, from the physical ones? Yes, yeah, certainly. So, you know, <laughs> it is quite topical at the moment. I'm not sure when this is going to go to air, but, you know, we're in the middle of, you know, the coronavirus, mm -hmm. which is, you know, going around the world and creating a lot of panic. And what's not being put out there by the media is explaining to people what are things they can do to, you know, naturally help themselves protect against viruses. Mm. Because the way viruses work is um, a virus, like what you said, it needs a host to operate in and live in, and that host is our cells. And so a virus will uh, attach to a cell via the membrane. So the virus has a membrane, our cells have a membrane, and those two membranes fuse together. But the way they fuse together, it's pH dependent. 
So at, in a more acidic environment, the viruses tend to thrive more as opposed to in a more alkaline environment. And different viruses have different um, pHs where they're, it's what's called their infection rate. In infection rate you know, increases or decreases based on the pH. So exactly what you said a little bit earlier is basically that the electricity of our cells and, and the pH that results out of that has a lot to... Uh, to do with how receptive our body is to an infection of a virus? Exactly. So, if, so like I said before, voltage measures pH in solution. Okay, voltage, mm. um, it works in milliamps or amps and, and, and pH is on a logarithmic scale. Mm. But it's measuring the same thing. It's measuring, uh, pH is measuring voltage in solution. So the way we can use these technologies to mm. help you know, fortify us uh, against viruses is uh, apart from using specific frequencies to try and you know, kill those viruses and things like that, we can increase our uh, immunity or our cells' defense against these viruses because if we add voltage to our cells, it increases the alkalinity. And as it increases the alkalinity, the ability for the virus to actually uh, fuse with the cell membrane becomes compromised. And so this current coronavirus, it is a new virus, but coronaviruses... As a, as a general, they're, they're, they've done a lot of study on coronaviruses and there are other strains of coronaviruses that they've studied that um, at a pH of 6, it's very infectious. But at a pH of 7, the infection rate drops tenfold, which is 1,000%. Yeah. So, so by increasing the, the, the um, alkalinity or the voltage in our, in our cells helps protect them. And then... Our cells, in order to produce biological energy, they need oxygen, right? Oxygen, it, the way our, our cells produce ATP is ultimately our food gets broken down into electrons mm. and the, the electrons move through this thing in the mitochondria called the electron transport chain and it combines with oxygen to produce ATP. And not a single biological function happens in anyone's body without ATP being produced. And for ATP, it needs oxygen. So if we increase the alkalinity, we increase the voltage in the cells, it reduces the ability for the virus to you know, attach to the host cell. And if we increase the oxygenation of our cells, it produces more ATP. Therefore, we have more biological energy to fight the virus. Wow. That's amazing, and that's I, I love that principle to it. I, I looked into it a little bit and I looked into the SARS virus because that's long over, and you know, it's all good now, and and you know, wasn't too bad, but there was certainly a threat perceived, and and people looked into what what can you actually do to to prevent it? What what does the virus do? And and by the sounds of it, that has already happened for for the coronavirus. That's um that's a sad story that that that's not broadcasted as well as like what can you do. Beside buying toilet paper, which happens in Australia, it's sold out at the moment. Can I just ask you, um, there's certainly also some substances. I, I, when I looked into the SARS virus, it was certainly vitamin C, high doses of vitamin C, two gram in the morning, two gram at night. Or um, when you don't have uh, symptoms, when you have symptoms as much as you can, it is really said in, in some you know, medical, properly uh, reviewed medical papers. And um, it makes a huge difference, eh? Absolutely. So this comes back to, okay, cell what do we need to do to make cells work properly and that's the premise of what quantum uplift's all about we're a cellular detoxification cellular rejuvenation cellular upgrade clinic so to make cells work well we need um to reduce toxins mm -hmm. that's a great thing about saunas right helps <laughs> take toxins out of the cells <laughs> they need voltage which we've discussed they need you know minus 25 millivolts to operate normally minus 50 millivolts to replicate and they also need nutrition. They need the building blocks for them to, to work properly. Mm. And without all those three, then you're going to have compromised cellular function. And, and when it comes time for nutrition, there's things that we can do that you know, help fortify our cells. And these are things like you mentioned high-dose vitamin C. That's, that's an excellent one. Um, you know, iodine. This is uh, nature's own antibiotic. You know, it's antiviral, Powerful. antifungal, mm. uh, antimicrobial. You know, it's, it's nature's own antibiotic. So we can increase, you know, our iodine. Uh, zinc and selenium are, are strong for the immune system. Uh, glutathione, our body's own natural antioxidant. So by fortifying ourselves with these um, quality supplements, 
we're giving our cells what they need to work properly. And if we give our cells what they need, the body has this innate intelligence to know how to defend itself. Mm. And so it is a little bit sad that, you know, in the media, it, it's not really been reported what people can do apart from, you know, wash their hands and, and things like that. And, you know, it kind of begs the question why, you know, why, why is this, this knowledge is known by, you know, the people that are studying this, you know, why is this information not being broadcasted? Uh, I don't necessarily want to go into that. You know, people can draw their own conclusions, you know, mm. you know why that may be. But um, it's, it's a little bit sad that, that there are things that people can do to, you know, help minimise these effects. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what's good, I guess, in a sense is that mass media have, di they dilute so much. Um, so they, they're less controlled. There are many more channels. And so, you know, knowledge comes through that maybe otherwise would have been sweeped well, off, off the agenda, even just because it's maybe not as, as um, interesting and, and um, mm, dramatic, you know, that, that alone could, could be like, you know, it's, it's one thing to say danger, danger, that sells. Like, you know, when, when it bleeds, it sells. Oh, no, when it bleeds, it leads. I think that's a typical newspaper saying, you know. Sure. But, you know, prevention is not really as sexy. And, and I, I, I'm really confident that, especially smaller countries, will just go more and more to prevention will do the thing, the statistics will just show clearly that they have a healthier population that is really thriving and, you know, they have less uh, regenerative, uh, degenerative diseases. And um, there will be no chance for, for maybe bigger country, countries that are less progressive to follow that statistic because it makes happier people. And that's good for the GDP and, and everyone exactly. <laughs> wants, wants a good GDP. So I think, you know, there's certainly, I can see a positive path of this actually working all very well. <laughs> it will find it will work itself out yes yes or will adapt yeah yeah hey um oh, there's so much more that i would love to talk to you about but um i think um i'll finish with uh, three uh, three questions that we ask every every visitor mm -hmm. and the first one is um what drives you to get out of bed every morning that's a great question you know when i wake up um i, I described my journey earlier and i describe it as a pain to purpose journey and for you know seven years I was in a lot of pain and which was depression alcoholism things like this and um, you know uh, and I and I meet many many people every day that are in their own pain in in various different ways and the one thing which I share with them is you know quite often within that there is a gift that's waiting for us mm. and if we can just solve the riddle if we can just find our way out of it there's often a gift within that and for me um all i wanted to do was be well yeah mm -hmm. and you know there's often a saying um uh you know the, if we're um unwell we only have really one real real goal <laughs> and that's you know to be well so that was that was my driving force was to be well but when after i was able to achieve that for myself um I was basically guided spiritually to go and open up this clinic. So, mm -hmm. so for me, you know, I've always been a spiritual person and I've tended to try and follow that, uh, that when I hear that inner guidance. And we all have this ability to, you know, tap into, you know, I'll call it the quantum field. Other people will call it source. It goes by various different names. doesn't matter what the name is. We can tap into um, something that is greater than ourselves and that can guide us and and for me that's where quantum uplift came from it, it came through me and and i've had many other businesses before and i run this one quite differently in that rather than you know using my head to try and drive the business i actually try and get out of my head and try and merge with the field mm -hmm. and just let that guidance come through and it directs me and that's how I found these various different technologies. Like I said, I, I had after that week of meditation where I had these huge downloads, I got some type of an upgrade. I can't explain it, but I just had a heightened sense of awareness and these things would leap out at me. Various different things would leap out at me and mm. you'd say, get this one, <laughs> not that one. <laughs> you know, and, and it's this little whisper. You know, and for me, clear audience is my stronger sense yeah. and we've all got these different mm. senses, right? So through following that... It's, I've found myself and then, and then I said, now open a clinic. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's like, really? Mm. Me? And so, you know, and initially 
you know, we have all these self-doubts and things like that as, as, as we go, but, you know, I've learnt to just let go and have faith in, in that higher guidance. Mm. So what drives me every morning? Uh, I wake up every day and before I open my eyes, I sit there and I say, thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm. And, and I'm just very, very grateful for um, the fact that this is coming through me and I also sit there and, you know, the way I market the clinic, I sit in front of the biocharger on the quantum field lights, which we haven't to talk about. And I just merge, I try and get literally out of my mind, out of my body, and I just merge with that field and I just put the intention into the field, please, whoever it is that needs to find us, let them find us. Mm. And, you know, I won't say daily, but definitely weekly, we have people that walk in our door that says that that's, have all sorts of stories on how they came to be where they are <laughs> and and I just sit there and smile and I just go thank you you know yeah. and um so uh it's really gratitude you know what drives me is gratitude and knowing that um it's not really me that's doing it and and the more that I can be of service is what makes me happier yeah. beautiful oh that's a great driver that's just mm. like falling in love every morning over mm. and over again mm. <laughs> mm. um a contemporary, contemporary question would be, um, what, what are you in at the moment? Like, what's the thing that you're researching right now that so you, you're really excited about that you do, or exercise or whatever it is? Like, just something um, that at the moment is going on for you. Well, right at this point in time, um, uh, I've got some uh, <laughs> some really important meetings coming up um, to do with the business and, and things like that. And so this week I've been combining uh, intermittent fasting with, um, with sauna and mm. the different technologies we have at Quantum. And I've, I just find that when I get into, when I, when I start to use all these things in synergy, you get a synergistic effect. So each of these different technologies, they all work beautifully by mm. themselves, independently by themselves. You, you don't, you know, think that you need all of these mm -hmm. things for it to work. Mm. But when you start combining one with another and you start leveraging, leveraging them, you get this, and sorry to use the term, but you get this uplift, you get this mm. upgrade. So, so, for example, you do intermittent fasting and you, know, you start to you know, burn ketones instead of, instead of glucose. The brain works better on ketones. It's like having this clean fuel like, you know, for, for the brain. And then you combine that with um, you know, voltage and oxygen and you combine that together uh, and then you go have a sauna and it will dump all this oxygen into your cells and then you come <laughs> out and you have a great night's sleep. You know, don't overrate, you know, you mm. have a wonderful night's sleep after a sauna, you just feel so relaxed. And I'm really just enjoying the, the process of just um, watching and experiencing and feeling how different my life is when I do these, you know, mm. the, the, these mm. simple things and, you know, Fasting's another one. It's 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 as ancient technology as we can possibly come across. Yet it's such a wonderful thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And the last question we have for our guests always is, what what in your mind is the reason that we exist and are here? Hmm, that's a great question. That's a great question. Um, At the end of the day, I, this is my own personal belief, is we're all one. We're all connected. We, we are you know, one consciousness. And consciousness seems to separate itself out from itself. And we have this physical experience. And when we have this physical experience, um, life, it, it's, it's denser. It's, rich, it's somehow it, it's denser and it's richer. And... And, and I'll, I'll put this into some context so, so it doesn't sound so abstract. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> but, um, you know, originally I, in my earlier days, like you mentioned, you know, I was studying chemical engineering. I was very analytical, very in my head, um, quite, quite arrogant, young and um, uh, headstrong. And I was also an atheist, right? I just didn't believe in anything. And if, and if science didn't prove it, then it didn't exist, yeah. right? And that nearly drove me to having a nervous breakdown at about the age of 23. And, and through that, I went to learn how to meditate so I could just help pass my uni exams and, and get through and cope. And so through 
uh, it wasn't meditation at the time. Was, I went and did this seminar. I said, come and learn about the power of your mind. You know, and, and so my chemical engineering brain went, yes, that's what I need. <laughs> but really what I was doing was learning how to meditate. They just called yeah. it a different name. <laughs> and through that meditative experience, I started having metaphysical experiences, phys- experiences that were beyond the physics. And, and so, you know, one of my most – I would see things happen before they happened. So I started to question whether time was linear, you know, like so if you see <laughs> something happen before it's happened, then how does that happen? <laughs> and so, you know, time, I can tell you it's not linear, right? Uh, I then started having experiences where I had out-of-body experiences where I'd actually leave my body and I would look down and there's my physical body and I'm not there but I'm not dead, so what's all that mean? And once the genie's out of the bottle, you can't put it back. You, you can't undo that experience. It is so transformative that it's impossible to undo it. And so that started this quest and, and you know, through um, wanting to understand, you know, metaphysics and, and things like that, that uh, I've gone on to have many, many other experiences like that. But what that's led me to, my understanding, is that we're all connected, we're all one, and that we come into the physical realm, this physical plane, to experience richness, to experience contrast. And when you're out of your body, for those who have had the out-of-body experience, it's a wonderful liberating experience. It's just like, oh, my God, this is amazing. <laughs> it's, so, it's so free and it's so liberating. And when you come back into your body, it's like this is like driving a tank. You know, it's like really <laughs> slow and it's really heavy, you know, like what am I doing here? Yeah. But in this physical realm, it's... It's got rich contrast. We've got emotion, you know, we've got these ups and downs and all these things and it's very rich in contrast and things like that uh, versus when we're in spirit, it's, it's, you know, it's quite magnanimous as well. It's, 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 you know, beautiful. So I think, you know, why are we here? I think we're here to uh, discover that we're, we're, we're all one, we're all connected and that, um, you know, I, I heard um, my, I have... Uh, a guru who has since passed and uh, he described it like this. He said, I separated myself from myself so that I could love myself. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think that's it. It's, you know, you know, at the end of the day, we are these loving beings. And, Beautiful. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's, yeah. That's how I'd best describe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've, oh, thank you. That's, that's wonderful. And it, I really relate to that. And, you know, you would see in your, pe- in your clinic people that come in stressed and, angry and no vision and, and no no interest in living anymore just you know just surviving and yeah. well when when we put our bo- body back together and support it properly suddenly they're loving giving you know really awake and really joyous people that we that we actually are nothing is a good indicator when i see that i'm there then i know i'm you know my body is happy too and the spirit comes with it hey yes yeah. absolutely absolutely awesome. yes well, thank you so much for everything that you shared. I thought it was a really, really beautiful interview. I really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, I, I do have to point out, you know, you and Byron Bay. So if anyone wants to experience the quantum uplift experience and all the different modalities that you have, you know, that can be customized for people, of course, as well. And I know you take so much time explaining people actually what it is all about. So it's it's highly, highly recommended. Your website is a great source of, of knowledge around, uh, around all the these different modalities so really appreciate you putting that time in there as well to, to educate people on that and um, it, it is for people who who looking you know to, to solve certain issues but of course also just people to get an upgrade and you know become more vibrant in their health and yeah really appreciate that you can do both really with with what you have built there so thank you so much it's our pleasure and thank it's you for having me yeah great um just really quickly what's your website that you that you would yeah, lead so people it's to? Uh, quantumuplift.com mm-hmm and similar with our Instagram and Facebook and things like that. Yeah, Quantum Uplift. Okay, at, at Quantum Uplift. Yeah, is. at Quantum okay. Uplift. Okay, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. All one word. Yeah, awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Ashoka. Really, really appreciate it. It was, it was great to have you. Thank you. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening to The Sauna Show. My name is Sebastian Mirau, and this episode was sponsored by Clila Jacuzzi Saunas, the world's leading provider of superior quality, full-spectrum infrared saunas. You can find more information and resources for this podcast at thesaunashow.com, all one word, or on Instagram at 
The Sauna Show. Please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and share this episode with friends. Until next time, have the best day ever.